0: Welcome to the Retire While You Work podcast here in Nashville, Tennessee. We believe the concept of retirement in this country is fundamentally broken. We work ourselves to death and we miss out on so many of life's precious moments. I'm David Adams.
1: I'm Carson Odom. I'm Miles Zuger.
0: And together, as a team of Certified Financial Planner Professionals and CPAs, we're committed to helping free others from this antiquated mindset, using our three-bucket approach to managing money and finding creative ways to live now and retire while you work. Join us as we discuss a variety of financial topics and ways to help us change the way we think about time and money and which one of these is the true currency. everybody looks like uh, we have people joining and still we have some more joining as we get started but i'll go ahead and do um a brief introduction and then we'll turn it over to our guest speaker today so i'm david adams um i've got today also we have thomas from freeze financial representing their office and then also zach from gentian financial as well all of us are hosting this um The name of the presentation today is sitting is the new smoking so very interesting topic we've got our dear friend and concierge nutritionist Michelle Norris, as our guest speaker there she is. Um, Michelle's great she's been working with us for a couple of years, many of you have joined some of these webinars hopefully in the past so that's gonna be her topic today um also if you're a client of any of the three firms here today you do have personal access to her and you do that through our team so you could directly reach out to us if you have a specific question or maybe want to do a consult we can connect you with Michelle um kind of through our team so keep that in mind um a couple of things we're going to do Q&A um the bottom of your screen on the kind of at the bottom of the zoom screen there should be a um yes I see a Q&A Button there. Just go ahead and ask your question. And towards the end of her presentation, we'll make time for for those, and we'll go through each of those. So thank you in advance. We will also be recording today's session and sending it out to each of our firm's clients, so you'll get that as well. So, um, without further ado, Michelle, you can take it from here, or Zach or Thomas. You guys want to say anything? Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you, David. Here representing us here from Gentian and Mequon, Wisconsin. A beautiful snowy day here and uh just want to begin with a real positive folks I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity for Michelle to share this with you guys as many of you know or if you don't fitness is a huge part of my life and uh really just the the positive portion of it and maybe as you go through today think of who would potentially be someone that you can share movement and fitness with we have a lot of clients that start their mornings or or weeks off not just alone through the adventure of of getting up in movement but also with friends or family because even though I train for ultra marathons in my personal life without an accountability partner there's a lot of mornings where I wouldn't get up and do what I have to do so hopefully this is extremely valuable for you guys here today and maybe as you go through think about who you'd want to share this with as well
1: great message Zach thanks for sharing that Thomas Hey guys, um, Thomas Madison here. I am representing Freeze Financial Group. Tim is out of the office today. So we just had to step up as a team and try to fill his shoes. Um, but welcome to all of our clients at Freeze Financial Group. Um, I'll share two really quick things. Um, first, I'm super excited about what Michelle has to, to share with us today and put into practice. Mainly because it's not easy, but it's really simple. And I'm a big believer that the more simple something can be, the more digestible it can be, the less complex, the easier it is to put into practice. So, we're not talking about walking meditations or like aerial acrobatics today. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very simple to put into practice, but that doesn't mean that it's not good for us or it's not healthy because it is. So, I'm excited uh, for you guys to hear what she has to share. And then, secondly, Um, I wanted to add that I was thinking about this conversation last night and obviously Michelle is is the health and the wellness expert, but I was kind of wondering how this relates to the work that we do um, as financial advisors. And so the more I got to think about it, the more connected I think these two things are than we really at first think they are. Um, And the reason I say that is because we're living longer today and, and we're healthier today than we were. Think of great, um, great grandpa who maybe had a social security check and he might've put his retirement account right into his bank account, and held it in cash. Um, and that worked for him because maybe he lived to be 65 years old. Um, he might've had to walk up, up uh, to school uphill both ways but he certainly didn't have to pay what we have to pay for gas uh, or a carton of eggs. Um, and so we, and I think all of us should start to look at investing money and money management, um, in the scope of we're living longer and we need to have our money last 25, 30, 35, maybe 40 years in retirement. And so that's, that's just a really, um, cool concept to me. Michelle is going to share with you, um, how we are living longer and how we can live longer. And so I'm super excited. um, And thank you guys for being here today.
0: Thanks, Thomas. That was a great way to frame today. So thanks, guys. Um, All right, Michelle, we're all yours.
3: Thank you guys, Thomas, that was a great segue because today we are gonna be talking a lot about that buzzword of longevity. So living a long life, but what does it matter if we're living a long life and we're on a ton of medications and we've got tubes all around us and we're laying in a hospital bed? Nobody wants that. We wanna live to be a hundred, but we wanna be able to do things when we're a hundred years old, so how do we do that? We have to reverse engineer that dream life and it starts today, it starts right now. And so hopefully by the end of this, I can uh, empower you to start adding a little bit of movement into your day okay I want to remind you I know I've been doing these seminars for a while and I think I start sometimes with my story but I want to remind you why this is so important to me and, and how I've experienced the power of movement and the power of food myself so I was a diver growing up I dove starting around the age of 10 all the way through my sophomore year in college, my sophomore year of college I herniated a disc in my back for the third time. So I was at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill I had access to some of the best healthcare professionals in the country and they all told me I need surgery or bed rest I needed to lay in bed for six months or I needed to go under the knife. And I really was not excited about either one of those. Um, I was really hurting. I was Michelle. I'm a diver. Michelle, I'm a diver at Carolina. I was really proud of that. Overnight, that was gone. I also had this injury that I needed to heal. Um, and I had all this time. I had I had time I had to fill. I was I didn't have practice anymore. I didn't have study hall. didn't have travel. didn't have weights. And so my strength and conditioning coach at the time, super holistic guy, said, hey, I'm going to give you a third option. Why don't you come in here? You're going to continue moving. We're going to keep strength training. Um, we're going to change your diet. You guys have heard me speak about that. The power of my nutrition choices. We pulled the inflammatory foods out. We did natural anti inflammatories. We did all kinds of crazy things when it comes to moving. We did deep water running, we did um, contrast baths, hot and cold. At one point, I vividly remember being on a mini tramp with an Air-X pad, which is like a foam pad, standing on one foot foot, hula hooping one minute one way, one minute the other way. I'm serious. And it was all about strengthening my core. It wasn't crazy stuff, but he kept me moving. And within nearly six months, I was almost 100% better. I never went under the knife, I never laid in bed, I continued to move my body, and fast forward 11 years now, and we were talking just before this call, my husband owns a CrossFit gym, I do CrossFit five days a week, I had a baby a year ago, I did CrossFit up until after my due date, I felt amazing, didn't struggle with my back at all, and I fully attribute it to continuing to move my body, so you have to stay moving, sometimes it seems counterintuitive when we're hurt, we feel like we have to sit and we can't make it hurt anymore, so we just stay sedentary, we're really... Uh, there is a place for that. Hear me, there is a place for that occasionally, but sometimes it's better if we just keep moving and then you will ultimately feel better. So that's why this is so powerful to me. I'm not saying you have to do CrossFit five days a week. I'm going to repeat that about five more times in this presentation. Uh, But with that, I'm going to share my slides. Okay, here we go. Sitting is the new Smoking. That's what we're talking about today. And let's start with this quote by James Levine. He was a professor of medicine at the Mayo Clinic and he said, sitting is more dangerous than smoking, kills more people than HIV and is more treacherous than parachuting. We are sitting ourselves to death and the chair is out to kill us. Our bodies, just like we're biologically designed to eat real food, food that comes from the earth, we are biologically designed to move. We are not biologically designed to sit in a chair at a desk for eight hours a day and then go home and sit on the couch and watch TV. Our bodies are meant to be up and moving around and conquering things, and so I want to talk to you today about ways that we can do that that seem very attainable. It doesn't have to be this huge commitment where we wake up at 4.30 in the morning and we go to the gym for two hours. That's not what I'm talking about. It's little things that are going to go a long way in making sure that we extend our life and those later years in life look beautiful and they're productive and we're not strapped to a bunch of tubes and taking a bunch of maintenance medications let's talk about physiologically what happens when we sit for extended periods of time. Okay. So you've been sitting on your couch, you watched an hour long TV show. Uh, What are the immediate impacts that are going on internally when we sit? So we've got just after 30 minutes of sitting, okay, just 30 minutes of sitting, your metabolism slows down by 90%. So if you're unfamiliar with what that word metabolism means, that's essentially how many calories your body is burning. All right. We all have what's called a basal metabolic rate. So if we laid in bed for 24 hours, how many calories would you burn just laying there? Uh, That is uh, pretty closely correlated with how much muscle mass you have. So if you have more muscle mass, your metabolism is going to be faster. The less muscle mass you have, typically the slower your metabolism. Okay. So if you're looking, if you feel like, oh my gosh, my metabolism is just so slow. You feel like you're one of those people. You have to build muscle. You have to strength train, but that's for a different conversation. So when we sit for 30 minutes our metabolism the amount of calories our body is burning it slows down by 90%. Then we've got the enzymes that move bad fat to our muscles to be used for energy and burned off that process slows down. Those enzymes aren't moving that bad fat to your are not moving the bad fat to your muscles to be used for energy. Okay so it's harder to burn fat when we sit kind of a no-brainer. We've also got the muscles in your lower body. They get turned off. So those are your power muscles. Those are your big ones. Your glutes, that's your booty. Your hamstrings, those are the muscles on the back of your legs. Then you've got your quads, the four muscles on the front of your legs. Those are all very powerful muscles that that can burn a lot of calories for us, burn a lot of energy, and they get turned off. So that's why our metabolism drops. And then after two hours of sitting, our good cholesterol, our HDL, actually drops by 20%. So we need that good cholesterol. Your LDL, L for lousy, that's your bad cholesterol. We want less of that. Your good cholesterol, your HDL, we want more of that. It's very protective. And when we sit, that good cholesterol drops. Here's another quote by Tony Yancey, sitting shuts down electrical activity to the legs. We just talked about that. It makes the body less sensitive to insulin. So that makes you more prone to type two diabetes. It causes calorie, burning to plummet and slows the breakdown of dangerous blood fats, which lowers your good cholesterol. Okay. So if you are somebody that's been told by your doctor that you are pre-diabetic or you have diabetes in your family, this is something to really take seriously because your body becomes less sensitive to insulin. So when you sit for extended periods of time, your body has a harder time pulling the sugar out of your blood. So we're all going to eat things, uh, at some point that break down like sugar in the body. It might be a cupcake, it might be a piece of white bread, it might be a bowl of pasta, it breaks down like sugar. The amount of sugar in your blood goes up, okay? You can't walk around with elevated blood sugar. So what happens is your pancreas releases that insulin, it goes, gets the sugar and pulls it out of your blood. But if we sit for extended periods of time, that process doesn't happen efficiently. And that's what ultimately will lead to type two diabetes. Okay, so exercise is a big part of helping prevent type 2 diabetes. What are the long-term impacts of not moving our body? Okay, we've got cancer, that big scary C word. So this has been studied by many people, but Christine, she's a gal up in Canada. She's been studying how there's a direct link between exercise and breast cancer, colon cancer, lung cancer, prostate, endometrial, and ovarian cancer. Okay, so if you know that you are prone to any of those, or you have them in your family, exercise needs to be something that you make a priority. And I believe I've talked about epigenetics before, but I want to remind you guys of this because it's very powerful information so. Duke University down here in North Carolina started studying this concept of epigenetics back in 2000. And basically what they figured out is that for a long time we thought that if you were given the gene for heart disease or for breast cancer, you were doomed. That's it, you got the gene, you're gonna get breast cancer, right? Your great-grandma had breast cancer, your grandma had breast cancer, your mom had breast cancer, that, I mean, that's just in the cards for you. And what we figured out, this is so exciting, is that that does not mean that you're doomed. Okay, epigenetics means you are in control of your own destiny, just because you have the breast cancer gene, the colon cancer gene, whatever it might be, your lifestyle choices can control whether that gene is expressed or not. So I want you to think about it like a light switch. Okay, you can have the breast cancer gene, you might have been given that from your mom or whoever, and you take good care of yourself, you eat well, you exercise, you manage your stress, you sleep, you drink your water, and that gene, that light switch stays turned off your whole life and you never get breast cancer. But the responsibility lies with you. It's really exciting news that you're not doomed, but we have to do something about it. Okay, And exercise is a really, really big piece of that. Heart disease. Researchers found that men who spend five or more hours a day sitting were 34% more likely to develop heart failure compared to men who sit less than two hours a day outside of work. So many of you on this call that you work, you sit at a desk for eight hours, you can't do anything about that, so you think stay tuned. Um, but this is talking about outside of work. So you do your eight hours and you go home and you sit for five hours on the couch or you're sitting uh, in your car on your long commute, then you get home and you sit on the couch. But if we can minimize the time that we are sitting when we are able, it will reduce your likelihood of developing heart failure. The nurse's study, this is a massive study that's being conducted continuously across the nation. Researchers looked at heart disease. So women who went from doing no physical activity to just one hour a week, reduced their risk of heart disease by 50%. How exciting is that? So back to my, you don't have to do CrossFit five days a week. They went from, they weren't doing anything to just one hour a week of physical activity and they reduce the risk of heart disease by 50%. That is very, very powerful. Another study out of the Mayo Clinic found that individuals who logged four or more hours of TV or any kind of screen time outside of work had a 125% increased risk of, L- of events associated with cardiovascular disease, such as a heart attack. Okay, So again, when we're not having to stare at a screen, not having to be seated, we need to be thinking about ways that we can move our body. Type 2 diabetes, I touched on this a little bit, but according to the National Institute of Health, sitting decreased the body's ability to regulate glucose in the bloodstream. So essentially what that means is we aren't able to pull the sugar that we naturally are going to consume sometimes out of the bloodstream and ultimately will lead to type 2 diabetes. I read a stat the other day that by 2030, if we don't get our nutrition and our lifestyle habits under control here in America, by 2030, that's in seven years, how crazy is that? 50% of the country will be diabetic 50% one out of every two of us we have to do something about it and we can we absolutely can we have to make better nutrition choices and we have to move our body cancer prevention research center at the university of queensland in australia published a study in 2008 that concluded people who took the most breaks from sitting had reduced triglyceride count and smaller waists and lower bmis A high triglyceride count is associated with an increased risk of diabetes. So when you get your lipid panel, that's your LDL, your HDL, your total cholesterol, and your triglycerides. If you have high triglycerides, if you've been told by your doctor you have high triglycerides, you need to take that seriously. So moving your body is a great way to reduce those. Another great way is to take a supplement called Mega10. Okay, It'll help reduce that triglyceride count. And then things that contribute to elevated triglycerides are sugar and processed oils. So that's the soybean, canola, vegetable oil, corn oil. We have to minimize our exposure to those. Lastly, the NIH published a study in 2013 stating the amount of time spent sitting was a more important factor for preventing diabetes compared to the amount of time spent exercising. So again, this is really exciting news because basically what they're saying is it's less about exercise and it's more about just get up, move around, do chores walk around the house, fix things, tinker, um, create and we'll get, I won't spoil the rest of the presentation, but we're gonna talk about different ways that we can just do low level physical activity throughout the day so we don't just stay seated in our chair all day long. How many of you are standing up there? Right? Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe by the end you'll all be standing, that's my goal. All right, maybe after this slide. So uh, lastly, uh, my uh, and I'm done with the scary stats, okay? It shortens your lifespan. Physical activity, if you are not doing it, you are taking time off your life. 2012 study found that the average American, if the average American reduced their sitting time to three hours a day, life expectancy would climb by two years. You can add two years to your life. That's two more years with your kids, two more years with your grandkids, two more years with your spouse, two more years doing whatever it is that you love to do here on this earth by sitting less. Researchers in Australia found that adults who sat 11 hours or more a day had a 40% increased risk of dying during the next three years compared to those who sat for less than four hours a day. And the researchers from the American Cancer Society discovered that women who sat more than six hours a day were at a 37% increased risk of early death compared to women who sat for less than three hours a day. Okay, So when we sit for long periods of time, we are literally taking time off our life. So if that's not motivating enough, I'm not sure what is. Okay, okay, Michelle, we get it, but maybe you work a desk job, maybe you have to sit for work, or you have to go to an office where there is a chair and a desk, and then you have to be focused. Uh, maybe you don't have the luxury of just getting up and moving about whenever you want, you can't just go out and go for a walk or go to the gym or start doing a weight workout right there. So these, this is what we're talking about today, we're talking about the movement snack. So ways to sneak movement into your workday. If you are retired, this is just ways to sneak movement into your day. Maybe you got a full schedule. Maybe you just really don't enjoy the hustle bustle of a gym or you don't know what to do. It doesn't have to be about that. And can be a small, simple things that include stretching and body weight strength training or just walking that can go so far when it comes to preventing diabetes, preventing early death, preventing cancer, uh, preventing heart disease. All right. So let's talk about a few movement snacks. The first one is consider a standing desk. So if you are someone that has to work at a desk uh, for long periods of time, I really, 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 really encourage you to consider either buying one. They have some that you can buy. It's like a topper for your desk and then it just raises up and down. You can raise your computer up or down um, or you can use a a box, an Amazon box, use a, a roll of paper towels. I've done that before. I am five foot eight, so I know that if I take the chair that I have been sitting in and I put it on top of the desk, that becomes the perfect height for me for a standing desk. That is currently what I'm doing right now. I'm going uh, <laughs> to be very vulnerable and show you my uh, standing desk contraption right here. You would think if I talk about this for a living, I would actually invest in a good standing desk, but I'll show you what I'm working with right now and this is why this is so important. So on average, you burn uh, 50 calories or more per hour by standing. Okay, so let's follow that. If you stand for three hours a day, five days a week, that's 750 extra calories a week. In a year, that's 30,000 calories. That's almost nine pounds, and that's the equivalent of running 10 marathons per year. If you stand for three hours a day, five days a week for a year, that's the equivalent in calorie burn to running 10 marathons. How cool is that? So it doesn't have to be three consecutive hours. You can just do you know 10 minutes down or 30 minutes at a time, get to working, and then you sit back down for 30 minutes and you repeat that. Right. But really, it can go a long way. You think like, oh, what's the point? It's not going to do anything for me. It will. It's going to make a, a, a dramatic impact. And you'll notice it right away, too. You'll feel good. A lot of people feel more productive when they stand. You're going to fidget a little bit more, which is going to increase your calorie burn. So that's a pro. This is what I'm doing right now. This is exactly what, how my situation looks. I have taken the chair that I was sitting in that my grandmother got painted for me, and I have sat it on top of this chair, this, uh, what is this, couch table. And this is how I'm giving this presentation to you right now. All right, so it doesn't have to be fancy and it doesn't have to be expensive. It can look just like this. All right, number two, we want to. If, we get, um, if we're guilty of getting into the groove with work and we're just going, 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 and next thing you know, three hours have gone by and we haven't budged, this is for you. Okay, so set a reminder. Maybe it's a timer on your phone that goes off every 30 minutes. And when that timer goes off, I want to give you guys some suggestions on things that you can do. It can be literally 30 seconds of some sort of physical activity. All right, so that timer goes off. You do uh, one lap around the building. that might take a little bit longer than 30 seconds. But some of these other things we can do really quickly, and then we can get right back to it. But your body's going to really appreciate even just that 30 seconds of movement. Okay, so get up, do a a lap around your building or around your house, or maybe around the outside. You get outside, you get that vitamin D. We get a two-for-one there, the walking and the vitamin D. Or we could do five push-ups. I'm going to actually, can you guys see me? I want to make sure that you can see me. So, I'm going to demonstrate some push-ups because exercise while it's so good for you, it can also create injury if we're not careful. Okay, so we want to make sure that we're doing the right form when we're doing physical activity. We wouldn't want to get hurt, and then we couldn't do physical activity. Okay, We want physical activity to be a net positive. Right? So push-ups. When we think about doing push-ups, we want to make sure that our elbows aren't way out to the sides here. That puts our shoulders in a really bad position. Okay, So when you're doing the push-up, I want your elbows either at 45 degrees or more of a tricep push-up down here. All right. If you have a desk and you want to lean up against the desk, as long as your desk is sturdy, you can put your hands on your desk and you can walk your feet back. And you can come down into do a good push up, or if you feel comfortable dropping all the way down to the ground, I'm going to demonstrate two versions of a push up. Okay, one's going to be on your knees, and the next one's a little bit harder, it's going to be from your toes. And I want you to watch how flat my body is. Okay, my butt's not way up in the air, I'm not sagging. Okay, my head position is neutral. I'm not looking down at my feet. I'm not looking way straight ahead with my my neck arch like this. So I want you to watch. On from your knees is a little bit easier, and then up on your toes is going to be a little harder. If you're at home and you want to do this with me, I would encourage you to do it. Um, Please feel free. Just make sure you don't get hurt. Okay, that's why I'm demonstrating. So the first one from your knees. All right. Please excuse my bare feet. All right. So I'm going to come down. I've got my elbows pinned to my side, straight to the ground, and back up or you can come up on your toes. Okay. Nice flat body right there, all right? We've also got air squats. So this is a great one. Another way to talk about this is, or that some people call this is um, just a body weight squat or a sit to stand. All right, so this is where we are just, we're sitting in our chair and we stand up We sit back in our chair and we stand up, or you can push the chair away and we can just do those regular air squats. So again, I'm going to demonstrate this for you. A couple things to note is that you want your toes pointed straight ahead, okay? And you want your knees to track towards the outside of your toes, okay? You don't want your knees to crash in this way, okay? You want your knees to track towards the outside of your toes, all right? So I'm going to put my hands out in front of me for balance. I'm going to squat down and I'm going to stand back up, okay? Squat down. And stand back up you don't see my knees crash in see the difference okay so we want to make sure our knees are tracking towards the outside of our toes squat down and stand back up my chest is up tall i'm not falling over this way okay i'm not up on my toes my weight is more in my heels those are all very important things to think about when you're doing those body weight squats okay squeeze your glutes at the top we want to recruit that big power muscle all right our glutes get turned off when we sit for long periods of time so make sure that you squeeze those glutes at the top you can do jumping jacks you can step or you can do jumping jacks we all know the jumping jack all right you can hold a plank this is basically the top of that push-up position it's really good for your core if you struggle with back pain a good a, a good thing to remember is that we have to strengthen our core so our back is supported and a way that we can do that is through that plank okay so i'll show you that right there All right, so my hips weren't sagging, my butt wasn't way in the air, wasn't way down. All right, and then I'm gonna show you this amazing stretch. This is my favorite stretch. It's called a lunging hip flexor stretch. Okay, so we're gonna get into a long lunge and we're gonna stretch our back hip. We can do this with two ways. We can do this on the ground or we can use our chair. Okay, so if you have a chair that's not on wheels, hear me, it can't be on wheels, okay? You're gonna put your back knee up on the chair and then you're just gonna sit into it, okay? So I feel this stretch in, my, in the, my right hip right here, my back knees up on the chair, I've got my left leg bent a little bit, and I feel a big stretch in my right hip. All right, we can conquer that same thing by coming down on the ground into a long lunge. I've got my left leg forward, I'm gonna sit my hips forward, and I feel a big stretch right here in my hip, okay? If you feel comfortable, you can bring your hands down to the ground. But essentially, when we sit for long periods of time, our hip flexors get really tight. So our hip flexors are, all the, are those muscles on the front of our hips that come down into our quads. And when we sit, they get shortened and they get really tight. And so that can lead to low back pain that can lead to hip pain. So we need to stretch our chest. Uh, sorry. That's my next stretch. We need to stretch our hips. Okay, another thing that happens when we sit for long periods of time is that we end up in this posture right here. Okay, our shoulders get rounded. We're typing. We're eating. We're driving. We're always here. We don't do enough stretching our chest and strengthening our back. We'll get to the strengthening our back piece uh, on another slide, but for now, we need to find ways that we can Stretch our pecs. So your pecs are your muscles right here. Pec major, pec minor, and they get tight and so that pulls your shoulders forward and your back is weak so they, it's easier for your shoulders to come in. And then that ends up with a shoulder injury. Okay, it's so a shoulder injury or we have neck pain. So we have to stretch our chest. So one way we can do that is just by putting your arms out to the side and squeezing your shoulder blades together. So if you guys want to do that right now with me, you'll feel your back engage and you'll feel this open up. You'll feel a big stretch across the front of your chest. Another way to do that is in a doorway. So put your hands on either side of the door, and then I just want you to push your head through the doorway. Okay, you're going to feel a big stretch in the front of that chest. It feels really good. So even just doing that for 30 seconds, when that 30-minute timer goes off, that can be very beneficial to your body. Lastly, hip circles. I know this feels like maybe Jane Fonda-ish, but it goes a long way. So, uh, I was an intern with the men's basketball strength and conditioning coach at Carolina, and I had never done a hip circle before in my life. I thought they were pretty worthless. But every day before they lifted, before they did weights, the boys had to do hip circles. So 10 one way and 10 the other way. So there's got to be something to it if those North Carolina basketball players are doing it. That looks just like this, hands on the hips, and we're going to go hip circles, 10 one way and then 10 the other way. Okay, so consider that. Like I said, every 30 minutes, it doesn't have to be a full workout, just a few seconds of some kind of movement just to get that blood flowing again, get that metabolism going, get those lower body muscles turned on. Alright, so now we've got a few things that we can do to upgrade our environment to make us more excited about working out, or we have little tools that we can do a lot with, little pieces of exercise equipment that are easy to store, go right under your desk, go right in a closet that will go a long way. All right. The first one is the doorway pull-up bar. It's depicted here on your screen. It's just that. A pull-up bar that goes right in the doorway and it's not necessarily me saying that you have to be able to do pull-ups that's not that's not it okay but it is really beneficial to have that for a number of reasons so one just to do a dead hang and just open those shoulders up think about when was the last time you put your arms above your head and really just reached reached up nice and tall we don't do that enough this is not like a normal everyday position okay so if you have that doorway pull-up bar you can get up there and hang Um, You can get up there and hang and lift your knees up. That's a good core exercise. Lift your knees up with a little twist. That's an oblique exercise. Those are the sides of your abs. Okay, that's a great way to do it. But when we were talking about longevity, when we first got started, there's a number of doctors across the country that are really trying to figure out what is the key to live a long life with a good quality of life there at the end. And one of the things they figured out is that there is a direct relationship between grip strength and longevity. So how strong your grip is and how long you live. And there's a lot of things that go into that. It goes into your strength. It goes into, you know, we get when we get older, we're more susceptible to falls. If we have better grip strength, we can maybe hang on to something and not hit the ground. But there's whatever, whatever it is, there's a direct correlation between grip strength and longevity and so dr peter atia he has a goal for his patients that come to his longevity clinic there's there's other folks that are really trying to work on this and if you are a female he wants you to be able to hang from a bar so whether that's a bar in your doorway or a bar at your gym or maybe you've got a a gym in your garage some sort of pull-up bar be able to do a dead hang feet off the ground for 90 seconds Okay, 90 seconds, minute and a half. Men, he wants you to be able to hang for two minutes. Okay, that should be the goal. And that's actually very, he says specifically for folks over 50, that should be the goal. So anybody under 50, we got to be doing more than that. 50 and older, 90 seconds for women, two minutes for men. So that's your homework. I want you to go find a bar and hang from it and see how long you can hang. And then I want you to work your way up to it. So maybe this is one of your movement snacks. That timer goes off and you're like, okay, I'm going to go do my dead hang. I'm going to see how long I can go right? It's a great piece of equipment. You can do a lot with it. Uh, I'll tell you guys a funny story. So when I was growing up, my dad had a pull-up bar in the busiest doorway in our house. He, I grew up in a, a sports family, very competitive, but not in a like not, not in, a, in a too much kind of way. We were, all were very competitive and we loved it, but um, there was a pull-up bar in the doorway and anytime any of us or any of the neighbor kids were to walk through that doorway, we would do three pull-ups. That was the goal. You had to be able to do three pull-ups. He encouraged everybody in the neighborhood to get that. And I love that. I love that memory so much. We would have competitions who could hold our chin above the bar the longest, who could do the most pull-ups. My sister holds the record. I think when she was like three years old, she could do 17 pull-ups. It was just ridiculous. She still is incredibly strong. Um, But I really appreciate that my dad instilled that into us at a young age. All right, move on. Uh, The mini TheraBand. This is right here. $2.50 from the Perform Better website, I ordered a bunch of them, they have different strengths. And this piece little thing right here can do so much for you. All right. This was a big piece of when I was working for a youth soccer club, my job, I was hired to do strength and conditioning and nutrition. And one of the big things that I was told that I needed to tackle was injury prevention. So before I got there, we had a ton of ACL injuries. And ACL injuries, one of the things that contribute to that is um, lack of strength, specifically in your glutes, your glute meds. So that's like the side of your butt. Okay, so we had to strengthen their hips. And this was one of the ways that we did it. So you put this little band around your ankles, and then you can take steps sideways, you can take steps forwards, take steps backwards, and you're going to feel it all in that hip girdle. Okay, so in the top of your butt, the side of your butt, the front of your hips, and that's all going to help prevent injury, it's going to strengthen those hips, it's going to prevent falls. Okay, so this is really, really important. $2.50, yellow is the easiest, then it goes green, then blue, then black is the most resistance. I'm gonna demonstrate this for you really quick. So the band is gonna go around my ankles and then I'm just gonna do a couple side steps, uh, side to side and then front and back. Okay, so I want you to watch how you can utilize this. All right, so I've got that band around my ankles and I'm just going to sidestep. My toes are pointed straight ahead. My abs are contracted. I'm nice and locked in right there. I feel that in my hips already. We can go backwards. Okay, backwards at an angle. You're also welcome just to do taps. Just tap right there i okay, we'll just tap right there.. Okay. I like to do things barefoot, especially when I'm at home because it also strengthens your ankles. So when we're, when we're in shoes all day we're getting a little bit of help from the stability of the shoe. So our foot doesn't have to work that hard. Our ankle doesn't have to work that hard. That's why I'm barefoot right now so that your foot is working hard. you're strengthening those ankles so that we have better balance. Large band, this is my large band. Right here, okay, and this can be used, we talked about how we get bad posture when we sit for long periods of time, our shoulders roll forward, our, shoulder, our chest gets tight. We have to strengthen our back so that it's strong enough to pull our shoulders back and hold our shoulders back. Okay, so a band is one of the ways that we can do that. So you get one of these, you store it in the drawer, of your desk, your timer goes off at 30 minutes, and we're gonna just sit right there, and we're gonna stand up, and we're gonna pull that band apart. Okay. we're gonna focus on squeezing our shoulder blades together so that we can have better posture, so that we can avoid shoulder injury, we can avoid neck pain. Okay, it just looks just like this. You can also grab a friend, have them hold one end of the band as long as you trust them, and you can do rows, you can do one arm at a time, just pull that band right towards you, focus on squeezing the upper back, do the other side, right? If you wanna tie your band around a doorknob or something like that and pull the band towards you two hands at a time. You can do that as well. But again, these are super cheap, super easy to store, and you can do a lot with them. Kettlebell. Kettlebell looks like uh, kind of like a dumbbell, but there are full workouts you can do with the kettlebell. It's a piece of equipment. It's weighted anywhere from five pounds to, I think they go as heavy as a couple hundred pounds. You see people doing kettlebell swings where they swing the kettlebell up over their head. Maybe they press it up over their head. You can do a full body workout with one piece of equipment. It's about this big, depending on the weight that you get. And if I am talking to you and you are interested, you're like, oh my gosh, I have one of those. It's been collecting dust in the garage. I didn't know I could do a full body workout with it. Please email me. I would love to put together a workout specific for you, specific for your needs, uh, wherever you are on your fitness journey so that we can dust that kettlebell off and put it to good use. A physio ball, lastly, that's one of those big yoga balls specifically about this big around and you can do all kinds of stuff with it you can work your hamstrings you can work your core you can work your upper body it is a little bit bulkier to store maybe not the best thing to bring to the office and have uh in your desk well i guess you could sit on it so a lot of people use those physio balls to sit on as a chair because it's a more unstable surface so your core is having to be engaged while you sit Um, I sat on it a lot while I was pregnant. You see them sometimes in the birth centers of a hospital, a pregnancy ball. It's just that big yoga ball, and you can sit on it. Uh, But I recommend maybe investing in that. It's a pretty cheap investment, and you can do a lot with it. So, again, if that's something you already have, but you have no idea what to do with it, please email me. I'd be happy to send you some videos and some workouts that you can incorporate that physio ball with. Walking meetings. Okay, so if you are still working i really recommend thinking about booking walking meetings so whether that is somebody in your workspace and you had planned to meet in a conference room or they were going to come to your office say hey why don't we go outside and go for a walk and we can walk and talk you can voice record the whole meeting or you can voice record notes as you go i know the note taking is a little bit difficult when we're walking Um, But really consider trying to encourage not only yourself but someone around you to get up and go for a walk. Maybe it's a phone call, maybe it's this meeting right now you get up and you decide to take off and go for a walk for the rest of this presentation. Put your headphones in, go out in the sunshine, walk and talk. If you're out of breath like me right now from doing some exercises while you and you end up out of breath because you're walking, just explain to whoever it is on the other end of the line, hey, I'm doing a walking meeting. You should try it too. I feel, I feel so much better when I do it. We talked about at the beginning of this presentation, encouraging someone to be your accountability buddy, encouraging someone to exercise with you. This is one way that you can do that. Drink lots of water. We've talked in the past about how much water you need on a daily basis. So as a reminder, you need 50% of your body weight in ounces per day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, this means you need 100 ounces of water every day. If you are doing high levels of physical activity for every hour of physical activity, you need an additional 15 ounces. Okay, so Maybe just start with, maybe water is a difficult thing for you, so we're just gonna start with the goal, of 50% of your body weight in ounces per day. Right. I really recommend you get some kind of cup or water bottle that goes around with you. This is 24 ounces. I try and get four of these every single day. Uh, make a goal for yourself. Remember how many you've uh, consumed. Maybe it's one of those water bottles that says, by 9 a.m., you gotta drink this. By 12 p.m., you gotta drink this. And it encourages you to make sure you're uh, drinking water consistently throughout the day. When we do that, we're also gonna have more trips to the bathroom. When we're going to the bathroom more, we have more movement. We're also walking to the water cooler more, so that's more movement. So it's just another way to get up and get moving. Okay, so so that those lower body muscles don't turn off, so that our HDL doesn't drop, so our metabolism stays moving. Invest in a smartwatch. So they make some really incredible, very affordable smartwatches these days. I think they have one on Amazon now that looks very much like the Apple Watch and I think it's 35 bucks. It'll track your steps. It'll tell you when you've been sitting too long. It'll encourage you to reach a daily step goal or movement goal, motivate you to meet your exercise needs. It'll let you communicate with other people. Maybe you compete, hey, how many steps did you get? Or how many exercise minutes did you get? Um, we all know there's people that have the Apple Watch and they have to close their rings every single day. They have to finish uh, their closing their rings before they can go to bed. I love it. I love the motivation. Whatever it takes to get you motivated to move, I really encourage you to capitalize on that. Okay, So maybe a smart watch is it. All right, so if those scary stats didn't convince you to move more, I want to leave you with this. And this is straight out of a YouTube video conducted by a guy named Dr. Mike Evans. He did the YouTube video, maybe you've seen it, it's called 23 and a half hours. If you've never watched it, it's nine minutes long and I highly recommend you watching it, okay? And if you have watched it, I'm sorry, then there's a spoiler alert. But if you haven't, let me tell you a little bit about it. So Dr. Mike Evans, he's a staff physician at St. Michael's Hospital. He conducted a research study, okay? His research study found participants who received the treatment, we're gonna leave the treatment a secret for now. I want you to be thinking as I read you these stats, what might the treatment have been, okay? So participants who received the treatment with arthritis in their knees had a reduction in pain by 47%, Uh, the treatment reduced progression to Alzheimer's and dementia by 50%. Participants at high risk for diabetes, they had a reduction uh, of pro- progression to diabetes by 50%, reduced anxiety by 48%, and 30% of those who received the treatment were relieved of depression. All right, so wherever you are when you are, as you're watching this, I wonder what you are thinking of when you are thinking about the treatment, what could it be? And let me tell you what that is. It was walking for 30 minutes Three times a week. It was not a drug. It was not an app where you had to meditate and walk and log your food and log your water. It was just walking for 30 minutes three times a week. How encouraging is that? So, again, I'm not talking about doing CrossFit five days a week. We just have to get up and we have to move. And it can look like walking for 30 minutes three times a week. Reduction in arthritis reduction in progression to Alzheimer's, reduction in diabetes, reduction in anxiety, reduction in depression. If you look at the studies that compare exercise to depression and and anxiety medication, they are exactly the same. The results are exactly the same. How powerful is that? Exercise is just as powerful as antidepressant medication. That's really cool. We just have to do it. We just have to be motivated to do it, and I hope this presentation has encouraged you to start incorporating some movement into your day. All right, and I'm going to leave you with this. This is another personal story. You guys might be tired of these, but I want you to meet my grandmother. She is right there in those blue tights. We call her Grammy. She is 91 years old. She plays tennis twice a week. She bowls twice a week. I am not kidding you, I had to update this presentation yesterday uh, when I found out that she bowled a 221 last week. Previously, it said she bowled a 189, but she has since beaten that score, and last week she bowled a 221. She's in the Mall Walkers of America club, she goes to Silver Sneakers, but she's mentioned it's a bit too easy. She's the oldest one in the class by 20 years, mind you, and this is a picture of her doing yacht yoga. So that's her in the blue tights. My mom's next to her in the pure bar shirt. And they are the matriarchs of our family. My grandmother is an amazing woman. She was a PE teacher. She got into sports and she just didn't quit moving. And she gets asked all the time, how, how do you get to be 91 and be like you? And her words of wisdom are you never stop moving. You can't stop moving she is so powerful to our family she is empowering to so many people i hope she's empowering and encouraging to you my son uh, her name is shirley oaks stump my son is named after her his name is oakley in her honor because she has done so much for me in my life and empowered me and um has inspired our entire family to stay moving our family vacations are full of movement and tennis and walking and biking and it's all because of her We wouldn't be the family that we are today if it weren't for her. I probably wouldn't be in the profession I am today if it weren't for her. I have a lot a lot of gratitude for her, and I hope that her story can inspire you uh, in the way that it's inspired me. So with that, that's my email address, Michelle at sweatnet.com. I am here for your personal wellness questions. I want to turn it over to you guys and, and answer any questions that you might have now. But I do want to recognize that wellness is a personal journey, whether that's something that you don't want to ask. Um, in front of everybody or maybe it's very specific about you know a piece of equipment that you have and you want to work out routine please just email me with those questions but if you have anything general I want to open up to you guys now
0: thanks Michelle that was great I love the story about your Grammy that's that's amazing thanks for sharing that. very inspiring for all of us um, okay we have a couple of questions and uh Thomas and Zach feel free to jump in as well, but I'll go ahead and ask one of them. Um, is standing in place as bad as sitting?
3: No, 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 definitely not. No. Standing is way better than sitting.
0: Figured you were going to say that. Yeah. and um, That was asked earlier when you started. All right. Here's one. Um, I heard about a study recently from Huberman, Stanford researcher, podcast, that even doing just a seat or seated calf raises while sitting at your desk had dramatic effects on blood glucose levels almost as effective as a short walk, no equipment needed. I think that's a statement and also maybe, you know, dialogue to you to say, do you you agree? Have you heard that?
3: Yeah, Um, you can guarantee that pretty much anything that Huberman is turning out is pretty much cutting edge stuff um, and and true. He is... If you guys have never listened to the Huberman podcast or he makes his rounds in the podcast circuit, if you are interested in health and wellness, he's a neuroscientist guy and he is just brilliant. So please, yeah, continue to listen to him, spread the message that he is, is sharing.
0: Awesome. Um, Several just saying great presentation. They appreciate it. Inspiring. Um, Someone asked, let's see, are there any, and you may have gone over this, are there any sitting exercises that are of benefit?
3: Yeah, sure. So, um, hold on, let me grab a chair. All right, so a lot of those things that we talked about, you can do sitting, so you can put that band around your ankles and you can do that exercise sitting. You guys can't see my feet. Okay. So same thing here, we can pull this band apart here, okay, Uh, strengthening that back. You can have a friend hold the other end of this band and pull it straight back like this. You can stretch your hips by putting one foot over your knee, and then I just want you to press that knee down. Okay. Press it down. You should feel stretching the outside of your hip. Same thing, other side. Cross that foot over your knee and then press. I'm pressing right here, and I feel stretching the outside of my hip. All right. That doorway stretch that we don't necessarily need a doorway for, just put those arms up like a goalpost. Stick that head forward and really squeeze the shoulder blades together. You should feel a stretch across your chest here. All right, this little mini blue TheraBand, we can put that around our ankles and we can just do taps, okay, little ankle taps this way, do it this way, working that the side of our glute, all right. Um, You can just do march, little march. So you have to engage your core here. So I feel my core engaged. I'm just bringing my knee up. Maybe do 30 seconds of that every 30 minutes, all right just like that easy or calf raises. So I'm coming up on my toes and you guys can't see my, my toes, but I'm coming up onto my toes, lifting my heels up and back down, right? Just like that. Those are different things that we can do while sitting. So we don't necessarily have to stand up if, if that is a barrier for you.
0: Awesome, thanks for uh, showing that.
2: Yeah, thank you, Michelle. Just a, a couple questions and one question came in that kind of ties into it as well as, um, you know, measuring success and measuring kind of your progress, but also, even kind of scaling back from there, where's the best place to start? Because oftentimes, a lot of people, and even myself, you get really excited, especially if you kind of took a break or a hiatus from exercising, and you add a bunch to your play, you're like, oh, I'm going to do the the wall push-ups, I'm going to do some running, I'm going to do some walking, or I'm going to do this, this, or this, and then week two, your body's really sore, and you don't want to do anything. Is there kind of like a, a step number one, or a way to kind of build your plan that maybe week one is just standing up when you normally would be sitting down and then week two is progressing towards walking or any ideas or suggestions there
3: yeah that's a great question so it really just depends on where you are where are we starting from and if we're starting from ground zero that's absolutely okay it's never too late to start moving okay um so maybe if we're starting with we're not currently doing any physical activity we're just going to do one five minute walk a day and that could be around your, the inside of your house, that can be uh, down the length of your driveway and back up, just one five minute walk per day. And then maybe that five minute walk turns into a 10 minute walk. And then ultimately we're getting to that place where we're trying to make it 30 minutes. And if it's only 30 minutes, three times a week, that's okay. But we wanna, um, we want to just start with just even five minutes of dedicated time to move the body. So five minutes of you know pulling that band apart, and we're going to do a stretch, and that's good for the day. And then the next day, we're going to do two of the other things that we talked about. If you guys really want a specific plan, it's hard. It's kind of um, hard to answer that in such a general sense, knowing not knowing where everybody's starting from. So if you guys have specific questions to where you are currently, where you want to go, what your limitations are, I would love to have that conversation one on one. Did I answer that
2: whole question? Yeah, I answered that great. And um just one other one as well. I have about a hundred, but I'll I'll leave <laughs> it at a couple and let uh David and, and Tom jump in too. But uh kind of the there's the the physical side and then the kind of the mental side of all this as well. You added the, the motivation and I think Chris has said it before and i have heard it too, just in the sense that motivation are like vitamins. We need we need them often and, and daily. But yeah. what is uh maybe an idea or strategy to like figure out the, the inspiration? Yeah portion of it the one that really gets us up when we don't want to maybe it's um, you know other things that clients have found or, or told, shared with us is just really the the longevity portion or really wanting to at next vacation with my family and grandkids I want to be able to keep up with them a little bit better is there any kind of tricks to, to figuring out the, the deeper why the inspiration
3: Yeah, that's a great point. It is the, you know, the generations. I want to be able to go on vacation with my family. I want to be able to do things on vacation with my family. I want to watch my great, great grandkids. That's my grandma now. She's got one great grandkid and she is motivated to see him live the longest, you know, be with him as long as she possibly can. And I feel confident that she's got many more years with her namesake, um, I, I like the accountability buddy piece. I know we talked a little bit about the beginning, but finding a friend um, or maybe it's a brother, sister, a daughter, son to to help you get motivated. Hey, we're going to do this together. And when you don't want to do it, they're pulling you out of bed. And when they don't want to do it, you're pulling them out of bed. But yeah, you definitely have to have a purpose beyond, well, Michelle told me I need to, because it's that's only going to last for the next week. So you have to find your why. And it might look different for everybody.
1: Couple, couple questions that I'm sifting through here for you, Michelle. Um, the first is, can you just demonstrate a wall push-up for yeah. people that might not be able to do them on their knees or from their toes? Yeah. Sorry,
3: let me move my gym around here. All right. Can you guys see me? Can you see me over here? So basically, you're gonna put your hands on the wall, and the further your feet are walked backwards, the harder it's gonna be. So, the more of an angle, okay, the harder it's gonna be. The closer your feet are to the wall, the easier it's gonna be. Okay, so watch. So, right here, I've got my hands on the wall. I haven't walked my feet back too far, all right, and I'm just gonna come down to the wall and back up. So, the closer my feet are, the easier it is. Sorry, that's a bad demo. You can't hardly see me, but essentially your hands are on the wall, all right? And we've got our feet back at an angle. We're gonna come down, chest comes to the wall and back up. You can use a desk, you can use the back of a chair. As long as your chair's sturdy, okay? So this is kind of a better way to demo that. I'm coming down, touching my chest to the chair and back up. The closer my feet are in, the easier it becomes, okay? Less resistance.
2: I uh, I love that one, and hopefully Lisa on our team uh, doesn't mind me giving her a shout out here, but she's actually amazing at that when she's putting something into the microwave here at the office. So it's kind of finding creative ways to to do that as well in the sense of if, they're, if you're waiting for a minute and a half for your food to be done or your breakfast or something, it's something you could do right on your, your kitchen counter. So it doesn't Perfect. have to be a specified time of the day. It could just be a, a quick little addition to your normal day.
3: Perfect. I love that.
2: Awesome. And then secondly, um,
1: we had a question, how does bike riding fit into the plan?
3: Bike riding um, or maybe is great. just
1: Maybe just the benefits of riding the bike.
3: Yeah, say, same as walking. So rowing or bike riding or elliptical, it's all the same. So if you wanted to replace the treatment, that 30 minutes of walking a week, it could be 30 minutes of rowing, sorry, 30 minutes, three times a week of rowing or elliptical or biking, it would be the same, okay? If you wanna get uh, underneath your desk, they make little, uh, a peddler kind of that's another way to if you're um if it hurts to stand for long periods of time or you're suffering from an injury nursing something invest in one of those little peddlers and you can keep your feet going underneath your desk what else we got oops there we go
0: i think that's all the questions uh michelle that was fantastic as always very inspiring um think we're all going to go move now I'm about to go walk Jolene around the block get her moving yeah. to you she's she's on the couch sleeping right now so I think this applies to animals as well mm-hmm. <laughs> It does. but uh thank you um and everybody listening thanks for joining um each of our offices will have a recording available probably in the next week or so and we'll get that to you if you want it uh and and then just if you're interested in learning more I have a specific question for Michelle just reach out to our teams and we were we will facilitate that for you And um, yeah, Happy New Year to everybody. Let's keep moving.
3: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it as always.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Retire While You Work podcast. I'm David Adams, and I hope you'll continue to join us as we discuss creative ways to manage your time and money.
1: Any opinions are those of myself and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Expressions of opinion are as of this date and are subject to change without notice. The information contained in these podcasts do not purport to be a complete description of the securities market or developments referred to in this material. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but we do not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Every investor situation is unique and you should consider your investment goals, risk tolerance and time horizon before making any investment. Prior to making an investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor about your individual situation. Any hypothetical examples are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary. Raymond James
2: does not provide legal or tax services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional.